Welcome to Boss Babies and Bottles, also known as B3, hosted by me, Jessica with a Y, where we talk about how to successfully run a business and capitalize on your strengths while joining motherhood, in my case, twin motherhood, and throwing some crazy shebangs along the way. So pop that bubbly or grab that glass of wine and get ready to unwind. Hey everyone, so I am super excited today to talk with our featured guest, Ms. Jessica Marks. She has over a decade of sales and executive management experience in her most recent role overseeing national sales and corporate strategy for a multi-billion dollar startup. She managed one of the top leading medical sales teams and held a position in the C-suite office. Her role is critical, guys, in the growth of the business, and she worked alongside the CEO and board of directors to develop strategies on both the operational and sales divisions of the company. So she's managed over annual budgets of over $100 million plus and is ready to apply that um, to helping you ladies as well. So I'm super excited to welcome Jessica Marks as a feature in our podcast for today. How are you, Jess? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So as some of you might know, I wrote in the description, Jess is also a twin mom like myself. Uh, So we have a lot in common, so I'm super excited for today. And I guess I kind of just really wanted to start off with you telling us a little bit more about yourself for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a twin mom. That is the role I identify first. Um, (laughs) I have two-year-old twins, Easton and Peyton. They are boy-girl. And I am married to a San Diego City firefighter, paramedic, and He and I together own a construction company as well as my coaching corporation business. So we are busy, but we have what I like to say have found the balance in the chaos to really making sure that when we're in work mode, we're productive. So when we're in mom and dad mode, we can really enjoy um, our kids and our time together as a family. And yeah, I'm based out of San Diego, California, and I work with female entrepreneurs all over um, the United States, and I have some international clients as well. That's awesome. I love San Diego. It's probably one of my favorite cities in California, besides for the Sonoma Napa area. Can't, Can't say I don't love one. So that's great. So tell us, I guess, I feel like most of us, including myself, didn't originally study our, what, what we're currently doing. So what did you originally study or start out doing compared to what you're doing now? Yes, absolutely. So I have a degree in communications and public relations. And right out of college, I heard that sales was a way to make good money. So, and I had done some sales jobs throughout high school. I mean, I was the front desk girl at 24-hour fitness where I was just selling like crazy. And then I got into commercial real estate for a large privately held business called um, the Irvine Company out of California. Worked my way up to a management role there where I then got the opportunity to get involved with the startup that you mentioned in the beginning of this podcast. Spent eight years with them, just under eight years. And then once I had my twins, I decided that working those 100, 120 hour weeks, traveling all over the U.S. just was no longer where I wanted to be personally. And so I went ahead and launched my own company with twins that were just a couple months old, which sounds crazy. Um, Now looking back, (laughs) 
at it, but the mm-hmm. timing couldn't have lined more perfectly. And I feel so incredibly blessed um, to have this business. And now I employ other moms who have children that are trying to find that balance as well. That's great. I, I love everything about that. Obviously being a twin mom now too, and just kind of feeling it out. I feel like I started this business with the thought process of, I wanted to make sure it was something where I could have a family, did not think I was going to have two at once, but I guess we never all do. So <laughs> uh, so that's great. So how did you get to where you are today? I mean, I guess you told us a little bit about that, but I assume that takes a lot of perseverance to have twins and change business. I mean, that's just, I thought moving and having twins was hard, but you, you literally just changed everything you do. I think, and this is so important, and I talk a lot on being a female entrepreneur and a mom. And when I first started my business for about the first year, I wasn't making enough money where we could justify bringing in a nanny. And so Mm -hmm. I was spending, getting up at, you know, 4 a.m. and working on the business and then working on the business during nap time in the evenings. And I was so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. It never felt like work or that it was something I dreaded doing. I really felt as like, this was kind of like my identity outside being a mom. And I was just really passionate about building it. And so I think that it's important for anybody who's just starting out a business, or if you're a mom and you're doing network marketing or whatever it may be, it's okay once your business starts to take off to say, okay, in order to be really good at both these things, it's time that I bring in help. So now I have help. It's not a secret. I tell everybody, this is why I work so hard so I can have a nanny that's there, you know, from Mm -hmm. 8 a.m. to 1.30 every day. And I get my groceries delivered. I have a house cleaner that comes Friday afternoon for a few hours so I can go into the weekend and now I can spend time with my family and not have to clean. So it's important that as you start to grow your business, you hand off some of the tasks to other people so you don't overwhelm and burn yourself out. I talk about that all the time. I mean, I feel like obviously, you know, we have a nanny as well that we hired and we have, you know, a lady that comes and helps us and cleans as well. And I, you know, a lot of people have asked me, you know, do I feel mom guilt, which I'll ask you now as well, but I, I don't because I can be efficient, you know, and we, and we can do it all. And I think that that's the basis of my podcast and why I love having you on is because as women, we can do it all. We just need to be efficient as we do it. You know what I mean? And all of those things help, you know, and bringing yes. in health is always the most important. So I guess we'll go to that question. Do you have any feelings of mom guilt? But I hope the answer is no. So I personally don't. My heart goes out to the moms that work, you know, 10 hour days at a corporate job where mm-hmm. they have no other option and they're doing early drop-offs and late pickups. Like I would probably, that would be very, very difficult on me, but Mm -hmm. I have built this business and I have set boundaries in my business to where I'm there every morning. I do breakfast. I get them ready. I have that time. The nanny comes. I also try to do lunch breaks with them and go have lunch and then go back to work. And then I'm there every night at dinner. I will say, I really just look at it as my kids have two incredible incredible role models that are showing them they get to see the behind the scene. They see us working. They Mm -hmm. see us in our tops every now and then. 
And that's important. They need to know that's how we're able to have the lifestyle we do is because of the work that we put in. Yep. I always say that. I'm like, if anything, I think it'll humble our children. You know, my husband has his own business and so do I, and, and we both work really hard. And I, I don't feel mom guilt because at the end of the day, my parents had to work. They didn't have the same opportunities that I might've had in running my own business and the same flexibility, but we still had to work. They still had to work. And I was able to see that. And I think that that's a really good thing for kids, you know, to understand that, no, I can't be there maybe 24 seven, but I definitely will be there for the most important things. I will not miss anything at all important because uh, I will be there. But at the same time, like they need to know, like this is when mommy and daddy work. Awesome. So tell me then, um, your business obviously is based around elevating women and their businesses through a no BS approach, which I am all for. I mean, what's the biggest challenge that you see women going through? I think a lot of women start a business because they're passionate about something, which is great, right? We all want to come from a place of passion. There's so much that goes into a business and there's so many, like I say, glittery objects that distract women. So they don't know, should I be spending my time on Instagram? Should I be buying this course? Should I be doing LinkedIn email list? How do I get new clients? And it's so overwhelming and they wait way too long to really learn the business fundamental side of it because mm. although Instagram is great as a one one branch of your marketing, it's not a business. So it's really important that if you want to have a business that's not only scalable, but one that you can take breaks from and travel and do all that, you've got to spend the time building a really solid foundation so you can then, you know, build up from there. And so I think that women go into it a little bit blinded on what running a business actually is. And mm -hmm. then they either give up because they're overwhelmed and they're not getting sales or they end up just dumping so much of their hard earned money, whether it be from a previous job or their family's money. And it ends up going on for years without any substantial return. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can totally see that. I, I went to school for my background as business as I, I might've mentioned to you. So I, I think that, well, that's one of the biggest things being, I'm now a wedding planner and that's not at all what I ever thought I would do. My background is sales and marketing and I have a double major in marketing and economics, just not, not ever what I thought I would do, but my background has allowed me to do what I do very efficiently. And I do think that that's what I see a, a lot with a lot of women that listen to my podcast and send me emails and, and all this different stuff is that they're not, they don't understand the business portion, what needs to happen from the behind the scenes. And they're really good at what they're trying to do, but they need more of that substantial background to be able to kind of bring forth their business in a, obviously in a profitable way. Yes. And I think it's one of the reasons why I have so many clients in the creative space or the health and wellness space because it's polar opposite for me. If I had to sketch you something right now, uh, nobody would guess what it is. <laughs> but so they're really good at what they, they do. And I am not, you know, that's just not my wheelhouse or my realm, but I'm able to come in and say, okay, let's take your talent, let's take your passion and let's turn it into something really incredible and get it to where people are wanting so badly to work with you. They don't care what the cost is. They don't care what's involved. They just want to be able to have you as their wedding planner or have you to build out their website, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think that the creative space lacks um, the business backbone. And when I first came into this creative space, I did not think I was a creative at all. 
um, I have found my creativeness <laughs> in the years of doing this, but really that's not how I originally started. You know, when people hired me, they hired me to get the job done. In this case was their event, whichever, whether it was a social or a corporate event. And so I do find that to be definitely something that I see women going through as well. So that, that's great that you see the same thing. What are, what are some of like maybe three focus points that you would give women? So I think you need to be really, really clear on what it is that you actually offer. I fall onto a lot of female entrepreneurs' websites that they are offering anything and everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. And you should really be able to identify when somebody falls on your website, they should know right away, am I her client or am I the right person to work with her or am I not? So you Mm -hmm. should have, you know, you should be positioned, packaged, and priced to attract your dream client, but deflect the clients that you wouldn't want to work with. So I think a lot of women put up a price because they see somebody else charging that, or they develop a package because other people have similar packages to that, Mm -hmm. when really a lot more goes into that. Um, Number two would be really focusing on the operational side of the business and planning for a team. So if you're a solopreneur right now, the goal is to always have a team in place. That's the only way you're really going to be able to hit those multiple six, seven figures in your business is when you start bringing on others to take the administrative or daily tasks, the junior level management off of your plate. So you're able to focus on higher level initiatives. I find that people when their solopreneurs aren't planning for the future and planning what their team is going to look like. And so they're not putting systems and processes in place to support that. Mm-hmm. And then when they do get ready to hire, it's a cluster and whoever they hire cannot figure out how they ran this business or what the actual workflow is because there isn't one. Okay. And then I would say sales. I, I get asked to speak all the time on selling, selling with confidence. I think so many female entrepreneurs, I would, I say it's safe to say 95% of female entrepreneurs would say that they feel uncomfortable selling. They don't know how to sell. They don't like sales. They don't want to be salesy, but yet people can't buy if you don't sell to them. So if they're really holding themselves back and the potential of their business because they're not getting comfortable doing the one thing that's going to put money into the business. Exactly. No, sales is 100%. No matter what you do, I feel like everything is sales. You just might, it's not, it's different types of sales, but it's all sales. You're selling yourself, you're selling a product, whatever it might be, but it's all sales. And that, that's a big backbone for sure. Love it. All right. So if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, I think <laughs> to relax. I spent my 20s. I mean, I graduated college early because I took so many credits a semester. And then I went right out from college to, you know, getting the sales job. And then I, you know, bought a house at 23. And I was just on this fast track to hit all of these goals. And a lot of times when I set these, you know, financial goals or whatever they may be. And I said, if I hit this, I'm going to do that for myself. And as I look back, I didn't even do 90% of the things I said I was going to do for myself when I hit certain goals. And I never really stopped to celebrate the wins because I was always so hungry for more. And I look back now and I 
think about like my twenties and my early thirties and I would have just relaxed a little bit <laughs> and enjoyed it. Yeah. I could, I could yeah. totally feel that. There's times where I feel that way. And then I was uh, probably about two, two or three months ago, I, I had through this really a, a beautiful event for, for the industry and the industry. And my best friend was the one that stopped me and she was like, you need to like take this in because these, these, this right now is like that kind of moment that when you look back, you'll realize that you didn't enjoy it because yes. you were so busy planning for what was next. And that's exactly what I did. As soon as the event was done, I literally, we went to dinner with my staff and we talked about the next event. Yes, that's me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, she's right. I have not stopped to, you know, have my glass of champagne and enjoy the moment, you know, like whatever it took for me. And, and, uh, and I, I, I can definitely see that my twenties were definitely a roller coaster, uh, just go, go, go. And, and I definitely don't regret it, but I do wish I would have taken some time. So that's, that's really good advice. I love it. So what's next for you in your business? Yeah. So I have, I'm so incredibly fortunate. I have an amazing team. I have an amazing lineup of clients. We plan on continuing the growth, continuing the expansion. I want to impact as many female entrepreneurs as I can through coaching, through speaking, through live trainings, workshops, even these podcasts. I just want to inspire female entrepreneurs or even women who are thinking about doing something. It's never too late. I have clients in their 40s, 50s, and even one in her 60s who launched businesses after their kids were growing and left the house or waited till their kids were in high school. I really don't ever think it's too late. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think when you approach it correctly, it's manageable too. You can be a really, really kick-ass mom and still have a business, a husband, friendships and have it all work cohesively. You really can. Yep. My thing is you can have your cake and eat it too. You got to eat yes. it. You have to, yeah. you know, there's too many social standards. I feel like on women and, and you can do it all. If you want to do it all, or you don't have to, whatever it is you want to do, I feel like is what we're, you know, what I'm here at least. And I'm pretty sure you're here to help with them too. You know, whether it's you want to have a business and not a family or you want both or you want to have whatever it is. I'm just like, you can have whatever it is you want as a woman. You do not need to live up to any social standards out there. Yes, absolutely. So love it. So where can listeners find you? Although we'll put all these links at the bottom, of course, but where can listeners find you? Yeah. So Instagram's my jam. That's where I spend a lot of my time. I answer questions in the DMs. I'm in there a couple days a week on stories, giving free business advice, coaching. So that's going to be at the Jessica Marks. You can also go to my website, thejessicamarks.com. We have an incredible free download. It'll pop up right when you get to the website right now. It's all about crafting and creating your six-figure signature program or offer. So that's a really great resource. We have a couple other free downloads on there too, really teaching you how to be the CEO of your business, figuring out who your dream client is. Um, I try to push out as much content as possible so I can really help you thrive in your business. Awesome. And then of course, this wouldn't be the Boss Babies and Bottles podcast if I did not ask you what is your favorite bottle or drink so I am a Tito's club soda with a ton Tell of wine yes yeah that's that's my jam too whenever I go to like you know alcohol 
<laughs> yes, once you once you can get back on that wagon. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, definitely. That's for sure. Um, yes, love myself some Tito's uh, sparkling and lots of lime. Awesome. So that is uh, that you fit right in here with the B3 girls. Love it. So thank you everyone so much for listening. And thank you again so much, Jessica, for joining us today on this special podcast. And again, guys, we will be putting all the links below uh, so that you guys can also check out Jessica and all of her amazingness uh, from her website to her Instagram uh, to anything else that she has going on always. Um, So make sure to check that out. If you have not, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check us out on Instagram at EBJ events. And of course my twins at canal.twins and we will be seeing you guys on the next podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon. So make sure if you haven't already subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on Instagram at EBJ events and at canal.twins. I promise you, something's always happening.